Harrison, it happened. What happened? Magic just sent a good tweet. Oh, the tampering one. Yeah. Yes. That was like a legit good tweet. No, that was good. That was funny. <laughs> it was incredible. The Lakers are winning a championship this year. Yeah, I think Magic figured out how to tweet. Nobody can stop them now. <laughs> No, 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 stop, stop, stop. You're going to get a suit. Don't. <laughs> that was too... Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me fix this. I know no. plagiarism really well. Who did this, fam? <laughs> okay, now we're just asking the question. So yeah, I was I just asking we're... who wrote that song. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you Did you like the trailer? Yeah, I thought it was the best trailer for this movie so far. The other ones, I felt like 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 the first one, the Palpatine laugh was like too random at the end, and yeah. like uh, the other one, I felt like told me almost nothing about the movie. And this one, like we actually got some cool shots, and um, yeah, not the other ones didn't have cool shots, but I I thought this was the most cohesive and like this is the most excited I've been for the movie. So this this proves that I can have a take about anything. Are you ready for this? God. My trailer movie take is that I actually get excited the worse the trailer is. Why? Because like if the trailer if the trailer is too good and shows me too much, that's that's like that much oh, less I of the movie experience. I thought I this found a good balance. Movie, I thought you meant if the movie like looked bad, you were more excited. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> no that's, then I just watch sci-fi movies. Yeah, but no, like, um, yeah, no, 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 channel that's, movies. that's exactly what I mean. I think this one told us some stuff, but it yeah. like it also did not tell us any of the story, whatever. It just kind of told like, I don't know. I just felt like it story wise. It was more cohesive. There was more like through lines throughout it than like the other one was just like, here's a bunch of random shots. And then Palpatine laughing. Get excited, nerds. <laughs> and I got excited. Yeah, I mean, I got excited, too, but <laughs> I'm more excited after this one. <laughs> I guess we should talk about the Lakers seeing as they kick off their season in about 10 hours. Yeah, the the blockbuster, the other blockbuster event of the year is Lakers Clippers tonight. No, I mean Star Wars is the other one. Yeah, let's be exactly. honest. Yeah. True. Um have you been this hyped for a Laker season opener since you started covering the team? Um I think, honestly, I'm the wrong person to ask because I'm excited to see, like, actual basketball that matters tonight. Like, the preseason was killing me, man. Yeah. Like, the, the, the first game, it's like the first quarter was awesome. Yeah. And then I feel like we watched, like, how, how many more quarters is that? I'm not good at math. But at, whatever the rest of the quarters are. No, 23 was, if you're not counting the first quarter. Yeah, I'm just filler, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I also and, think from your perspective, because you like you you make a good point. You aren't like the the guy to ask about hypedness for for a Lakers season. You're well, Spock. also like so. I was listening to Locked On Lakers this morning, and I only caught the beginning of it. But Pete, because uh, Pete was on, so I wanted to listen. So, but Pete <laughs> made a good point, um, and just brought up something that I did not realize was that 400 credentials have been issued for tonight, and I want to die. I don't know. <laughs> Like, I think they're going to hang me up there with the Taylor Swift banner. I have no concept of how 400 people are going to fit into this area tonight. There's going to be no veggie dogs left over for me. And <laughs> I'm just already upset. 
they're gonna like they're gonna stick some of you like in the middle of half court and you have to dodge the action as it <laughs> yeah so like, get out of the way like lebron do you have time for an interview <laughs> might it might be the only shot you get at asking a question it's true yeah that well tonight for sure yeah <laughs> there's 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 a less than zero chance that i'm going to hear anything lebron says tonight i can yeah. promise you that but we're still using the quotes as our own you were there yeah. I'm, um, I'm holding out my recorder, and I will hear it later. I just will not be able to hear it <laughs> in real time. No, I, I'm I'm really legitimately excited about this. And had you listened to my parts of the Locked On Lakers show, which airs Monday through Friday, yeah, I'm possibly expand. I'm possibly the least like relatable person to ask about this. Yeah. Like, well, um, I, I am. I would have no, thought. No, from... I don't want to underplay it too much, though. I am excited for the basketball to matter, and I am excited for like, even though Paul George is not going to play tonight, like our first look at kind of how do these two teams that we think are going to be two of the best in the West, like how do they stack up against each other? Where are they weak against each other? Like, because I'm I'm really curious about what kind of mismatches both teams are going to try and hunt, like in the playoffs and stuff like that. And so, yeah. like, I mean, we won't see too much of that tonight because it's just the first regular season game. But just like, okay. Okay, you know, like like how how devastating is Anthony Davis towards the guys that the Clippers have to defend him with? Like, you know, it's going to be hard to get a sense of who's going to guard Paul George and Kawhi Leonard when just Kawhi Leonard is playing. But like, you know, how much is LeBron kind of taking on the challenge tonight of just trying to show that the Lakers are the best team in L.A. and really guarding Kawhi and stuff like that? Like, I'm just curious to see all of it. I'm I'm excited because for the vast majority of no, for all of. I can't even say the vast majority of for all of the time you and I have covered this team, they have sucked. So I'm like yeah. excited to cover a good team. It, this looks like it's going to be a good team. I mean, fingers crossed. Knock on wood, you know. Yeah, it's like uh, the, the John Gruden. Oh no, you aren't. You don't. You don't know who that is. No, but, I do. He's a, he's a football coach. Raiders. Oh. Not good at his job. No. No. Nailed it. Got... <laughs> 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 I don't think. I don't think any family has gotten more pub off of one championship than the Gruden family it got his brother a job and he held his job for a while it was wild anywho but the Lakers I'm so let's talk let's start then with like the stuff you were talking about the the mismatches that they might hunt and stuff like that I would say from the Lakers perspective the thing that I'm most nervous about other than Kawhi Leonard being really effing good at basketball but the thing that I'm most nervous about is Avery Bradley minutes against Lou Williams because Lou Williams loves yeah. to draw fouls, and Avery Bradley loves to hand them out. Yeah, I was gonna say Avery Bradley loves to foul, so <laughs> that like, or at least does not. He he loves playing defense hard enough that he ends up with a lot of fouls. And Lou Williams is like, I think he's already shot free throws in this game. Yeah, probably. He probably already had. Like, we're just gonna show up to Staples Center, and he like they're they're not even gonna tip. It's just gonna start with Lou Williams shooting eleven free throws. <laughs> yeah. Avery Bradley like, wait, what? And it's like, oh, Avery Bradley fouled him in the hallway on the way out to <laughs> six times the arena. <laughs> uh, but other than that, though, I really think the Lakers have the edge in this game. Yeah, tonight for sure. I mean, like if we're just projecting and projecting a regular season game is dangerous, but um, it like I think that they do, be, especially without Paul George. And I know Doc Rivers said that Kawhi has no limits right now, but you have to think that they're going to be somewhat cautious with him early in the season. Like they aren't going to try and play him 40 minutes on opening night. Yeah. Um, and so like I, I think that the Lakers, especially if they continue to stagger LeBron and AD, I think really should have the edge here. Can I go on a bit of a rant? Can I, can I, 
My answers have never stopped you before. Good point. Why is it that, like, everybody keeps going injuries, injuries, injuries with the Lakers, but for some reason with the Clippers, it's like, oh, yeah, Paul George had two shoulder surgeries. Kawhi Leonard is still talking about load management. But all the injury concern is with the Lakers. Like, what's going on there? Like, I understand that there is a legitimate market for criticizing the Laker fans because non-Laker okay. fans are going... Yeah, you just answered your question. Yeah, no, like... I mean, I'm an... Ex- I, I, all right, so this my rant is going to be explaining it. There's a market for criticizing the Lakers because non-Laker fans are going to love it, right? Because they're going to agree with most of it. And then Laker fans are going to respond to it. So, like, when you ask yourself... For, if you, for more on this, listen to Locked on Lakers. It's Anthony's entire strategy. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> catch, <laughs> catch the catch me on the hoop collective though um uh, but but you can but like this this whole idea that oh lebron had his major injury last year like yes that's true it was but it was also kind of a freak injury he slipped like he's he's he slipped yeah and, and like i'm open to the argument that at his age he's going to be more prone to stuff like that and like that maybe you know like groins take a long groins i don't know that they ever really like fully heal um are you talking and, from experience yeah mm-hmm. so like you know I, I like at his age maybe that does hamper him a little bit at times but yeah you're right he's heading into the season by all accounts fully healthy yeah and, and with like the most rest he has ever had ever yeah, <laughs> since he got into the NBA. And then Anthony Davis had two straight seasons where he played at least 70, 72 games or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, And then last year, you know, people want to hold up, well, he only played 50-whatever last year. Well, that had a lot to do with the fact that the Pelicans literally didn't play him, didn't want to play him. I was going to say, like, rats on tuning out from the NBA season and all its storylines around February. I don't right. know how you could do that and still do your job, but, like, good for you. Yeah, it's just, well, that's the thing, though. Like, no, that, Anthony Davis would have surely continued playing the rest of the season after the trade demand stuff. The league actually had to step in. So, like, this is the irony, is that a lot of the people who, at the time, criticized the league for stepping in and forcing the Pelicans to have to play Anthony Davis are now acting as if Davis was just not healthy last year. It's just it, – it, and, and look, I understand it. it. If there's a market for it and there's a way for you to continue to, to, to make money off of this stuff, then fine. That's cool. But, but don't be intellectually dishonest with me. Like don't be disingenuous with me. We can have a conversation on this stuff, and there are actual holes to punch in the Lakers. Like the, the Avery Bradley is point guard experiment could fail hysterically. It could yeah. actually happen. And like Quinn, I get that Quinn Cook played one preseason, one really good preseason game, but that's far from a proven solution as well. Alex Caruso did not look great offensively. No. He did look good defensively, mm-hmm. but then now he, I think they, they, as we're recording this, he is probable to play tonight. Mm-hmm. And, um, but like, we don't know what he's going to look like this year after that, that hardly inspired a ton of confidence Mm-mm. that he's like ready to go and make an impact. And then I know that there's one other point guard I'm blanking on right now and you have to bring him up. Okay. All right, I just won't. <laughs> nope, that's the end of the Lakers. Oh, Troy Daniels. Sorry, Troy Daniels. People, people Rondo stands are in their cars right now. It's Rondo! It's Rondo! It's Rondo! Rondo! He won a championship! He was the best player on the That's my mentions at all times. At all. We're recording Anthony, this- I read the replies to your tweets sometimes, and most of them are agreeing with you. So, oh, about the Rondo well, stuff. You and I have a lot of the same people muted. <laughs> that's fair <laughs> um 
So I so aside from the, the Bradley thing, I want to when we come back here in a bit, I want to talk a little bit about things that the Lakers can really take advantage of. And I want to talk about specifically why Anthony Davis is somebody who should have a monster game. And not just because of the matchup, but because of everything surrounding it. So let's uh, hang tight. Come back to that here in a second. If you were to design a front court to go up against Anthony Davis, it would not look like the Clippers front court. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, where is he going with this? But yeah, it would not, it would definitely not be the Clippers front court. A slow footed Zubots who granted like size does sometimes bother Anthony Davis. He's also quicker footed than you would expect for his size. He's not quick footed, but he is. Oh, sorry. I insulted your son. No, I'm just saying he's more lateral than you would think based on his like on his size. Like he did a good job kind of staying in front of point guards at least last year like off of drop coverages and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. he he is okay at like using his length to recover and but yeah, he's not going to be able to guard Anthony Davis. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. The the thing and then the other guy is is Montrez Harrell who Davis just feasts on because he's so small. He's he's like 6'6". Six, yeah. six. So and then that's that's, you know, Davis in a vacuum. But when you take into account, and we saw this in the preseason, Davis coming off of a pick and roll in which LeBron James has the ball and has all the gravity associated with LeBron James having the ball, Davis becomes damn near unguardable even by the best in, in the best of circumstances. Now, and that's like without even mentioning that they have a guarantee. Like if they're even if they're playing, they're two like kind of slower fives. Both of those guys are still big lob threats. And yeah. if you even try to send help at Davis, like you know, one of those guys is going to come in, come down from the dunker spot. We saw them do that really well during the preseason. It was one of the few things like it was one of the things during those effective minutes of offense when the team was actually playing their guys mm-hmm. that looked like it was going to be the most dangerous. <laughs> it was actually funny. Yeah, <laughs> I found myself just giggling at how easy JaVale McGee's life is. It was like all these guys coming back over just in time for JaVale, JaVale McGee to dunk on them. And then did you see that clip Pete tweeted of him just like slapping the ball away after he dunked? Like, <laughs> do you think no, he I meant don't know to why do that, that was cracking me up so much, but yeah. Do you think he meant to do that? Oh, yeah. I think, I don't know that he meant to hit the ball. I think that he was just gesticulating wildly and then ended up like slapping the ball halfway down the court, which. No, you know, it didn't go halfway down the court. Well, yeah, I mean, it hit a player, but it would have gone halfway down the well, court. That was the thing was that it made contact so impressively with that player's ass that it was just like, wow, maybe he meant to. Maybe JaVale McGee is like. I a, don't think that he meant to hit someone. A low-key volleyball great. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts to Geeter. Um, but how do you think? How do you think? So I was the point I was going to make about Anthony Davis was that un- under normal circumstances in a vacuum this is a bad matchup for the clippers but anthony davis has also had to spend the last like year and a half hearing about you know he's a prima donna he's a diva he's you know leaving a, a an entire city in the dust or or whatever is he worth all of this stuff and like i would at one point before his demand out of new orleans he was considered like a top five young talent in the NBA, top three even, and if you're just counting young talent. He was, I believe, one of the leaders, if not the winner, in the general manager survey last year of who would you want to start a team with. Yeah, he was he was definitely up there. And if he is, you know, goes through all that stuff, 
gets his wish, is now a Laker alongside LeBron, and goes is now facing a front court uh, that has Ivica Zubats and Montrez Harrell as the people who are going to be spending the entire game guarding you. Like, this is the game to dominate. This is the game to remind everybody, oh, yeah, that's right. At one point, when they when the uh, Pelicans beat the Blazers in, in the playoffs and when they swept them, there was a lot of buzz about, like, is Davis actually the best player in the league? And and I think this is the kind of night, this is the kind of matchup and circumstance that Davis can start to remind people, like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's why the Lakers gave up so much to get him. Yeah, I don't know. He definitely – I don't think he's been the favorite to win MVP or, like, by any means. Like, I think people generally would say that he has more of a chance to win it this year than LeBron does, but I don't think he's been the favorite. But there's mm-hmm. been some talk about him as a candidate this year and, like, maybe even a dark horse candidate, but pro- he's probably too mega wattage to be considered a dark horse. I don't think it's possible for a Laker to be dark horse. Yeah, I don't think he could be a dark horse, but he's not the favorite by any means, I think, right now. And unless he mathematically is, and I just miss those odds. But – he should um like he should have a chance to win an MVP. And if he's going to start that campaign, like that that begins tonight. Like if you eviscerate the Clippers on national television on opening night, uh, that is how, you know, even beyond the four hundred media in attendance, that is how you get that narrative started. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like if he's just if he's just hitting jump shots when they play off of him, dunking on guys when they do try to guard him, just looking like the walking mismatch that he really is, showing off those new passing skills we saw so much during the preseason, blocking shots all over the place. Like yeah. that and, and if you're doing that on TNT while Reggie Miller hypes you up and screams the whole time, like that is the way to I think get your you know, uh, your campaign started for MVP if you're if that's what he wants to do. And so I would imagine he's going to come into this game incredibly motivated. And I look forward to me now having jinxed him and him going like doing like 12 points on 14 shots or something. <laughs> and we get like 20 columns tomorrow. of Is LeBron and Anthony Davis a good pairing? And yeah, yeah. no, the 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 first time that Davis goes back to the to the huddle and, and Davis or James doesn't like high five him or something like that. That's going to be hyped up for the remainder of the season, even while the Lakers win a championship. Yeah, they're like LeBron only fist bumped him instead of a high five. Trouble oh. in paradise? No, they're going to do the turkey thing where one guy goes with the fist bump and the other guy goes high five and open. Oh, yeah. Are they on the same page? AD and LeBron, worse chemistry than Shaq and Kobe? <laughs> <laughs> LeBron to AD. Tell me how my ass tastes. Yeah. Um, I, I think... I think the Lakers should win this. I think they should. And one thing that's been interesting to watch on the gambling front, if if this is your cup of tea, uh, the Lakers started out as underdogs, I think by as much as like two and a half or three. And that is now basically flipped to where the Lakers are favored, favored by uh, like three points. Wow, Vegas heard the fix was in tonight. Watch out for the refs to. Uh... <laughs> well, it's almost like it's almost like the the initial line was, like if you see a line shift that much without like major the, injury, the gamblers had to be told like at, like specifically that Paul George wasn't going to play or yeah. something. So it, that's almost how it comes off. Right? Yeah, it's like, hey guys, by the way, George might not be ready by Christmas. Um. Are we sure about this line? And the gamblers were like, "Oh hell yes!" And they put all and now. One of the things to keep in mind is that the Lakers are an incredibly public team. So yeah. uh, anytime you have the Sharps and the casual betters lined up, you're going to get major shifts 
in yeah. in you know swings in the in the points and stuff like that. Um, but it's still I I think it does go a long way in kind of mirroring this offseason where like the Lakers offseason was somehow seen as a disappointment because the they didn't get Kawhi Leonard to pair with Anthony Davis and to pair with LeBron James. Yeah. And, and yet, you know, they still got Anthony Davis to pair with LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard, even while there's, you know, a ton of excitement surrounding the Clippers and everything that they have going on there, they still aren't going to have Paul George for a little while. And this was kind of everybody come to the realization of like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe the Lakers didn't have as bad an offseason as we thought. And maybe the Clippers shouldn't be anointed champions right from the get-go while one of the two superstars on their team isn't ready to go. So I I do think the Lakers should win this fairly handily. Um, I know that I'm jinxing this, and if I'm, if I'm wrong, you guys will yell at me anyway. But well, what's great is like this show for you isn't daily, so you don't have to come back tomorrow and apologize um, on this show, at least. You will on Locked on Lakers. Yeah, but... I'll have to apologize literally right after the game. Yeah, because I said the same. Kind but of you won't have to do it twice. So good news, kind of. <laughs> you've also like uh, beyond the beyond the betting uh, lines and stuff like that. You've also started to see a lot of smart NBA analysts start to talk up the Lakers a lot more than maybe they were. Like, I think reality maybe started to set in now that it's like they saw LeBron and Anthony Davis on the floor. It's almost like you could talk about it all summer. But then once you see it and it's like, oh, my God, they actually do fit. <laughs> perfectly yeah even if it's the preseason it's kind of like oh okay maybe we were undervaluing them a little bit like like i don't know that zach lowe got shifted by preseason but like even he was starting to talk about how dangerous they can be even more like increasingly on his podcast and yeah. in his articles um bill simmons realizing the other day incredible. on his podcast that se- seemingly in real time that the lakers were going to be good as he started talking about them was <laughs> incredible audio and i recommend any of you seek it out yeah um, it was just this like it was like the lakers have lebron and anthony davis and oh 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 no this is not gonna it was basically that yeah like, but a little longer it's and been funny like you would think that a sport it's like he didn't know the roster all summer and then he's <laughs> like he started to watch it and then he was like oh actually wait they actually do have good players around them and yeah a sport that features five players on each team and two of those five players for the lakers are two of the best five players in the league you would think that this isn't something you need to realize over the course of the summer or over the course of preseason but and again, what the difference here, and and I've said this a ton in writing, on Silver Screen, in uh, recording for Locked On, even on this show, the difference between LeBron and Anthony Davis compared to other superstar duos is that LeBron and Anthony Davis can both be featured in the same play. You can't yep. feature Russell Westbrook. That's one of your James. best points. Yeah, yeah, they they can't they can't like they have to take turns. Even Kawhi and Paul George, those guys, they can't run a pick and roll. They're just going to switch that screen. The defense is just going to switch the screen. Yeah, and, like, that's still dangerous in some ways if one of their guys has a weaker defender on them and, you know, like, something like that. Like, all that stuff is dangerous. It's just not as threatening as, oh, both of these guys are doing the one thing they're best at. They aren't, like, like, 
pushing down one part of their game to do something they're a little bit less good at just so they can fit together more seamlessly. They aren't taking turns. They're both doing the exact role that they were born to do in the (laughs) NBA and like maybe their best skill. And they're doing it with another guy that also, you know, has complimentary best skill. Yeah. And, and that I think is, is why a lot of people and, and, and look, even I, even with me having made that point heading into the season, even I, like, as it was happening, there were moments, and Jen felt this way too, where we were watching the, the games while those guys were playing at the same time, and you just walked away from them, like, that seems unfair. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't seem fair, especially when you have Danny Green in one corner, and then in some moments they had, like, Quinn Cook in the other corner, and JaVale McGee is just standing there under the rim. Like, there is nothing, you have to, you have to hope that either LeBron, you know, screws up a pass or screws up a read. You have to hope that AD screws up a read on the short roll. Or yeah. you just have to hope that the people at the other end of those passes miss. And so long and like as any time I was going to say, anytime the the best defense against the team is prayer, then like <laughs> your offense is kind of in a good spot. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we saw that under Byron where like their entire defensive premise was pray. Yeah, like, like it was it was man up and then pray, um, man up then bless up, and yeah. so like you had I, I it's I think tonight and poor TNT because they they walk into this night having hyped Zion against the Raptors as they set out to to prove that they didn't need Kawhi as much and Pascal Siakam, um, they are now going to go with. Okay, yeah, actually, the Raptors obviously needed Kawhi, and and Zion isn't going to play, and then and I think the Lakers are probably going to win pretty handily against the Clippers, so it's going to be kind of a dud of a night for for TNT. But that's what they get for scheduling the Raptors and although dud of a night for TNT, if the Lakers win handily versus the Clippers, it is not going to be a dud of a night for us. It is not going to be a dud of a night for this show, for this podcast, for all Lakers fans, for any of our listeners. Like it is going to be an incredible night of shit talking online and like just, you know, (laughs) sending tweets that you may regret in the morning or in a couple weeks or something if the Lakers lose the next game to the Clippers or whatever. But like if the Lakers actually do what you're saying that they're going to do, and I I don't know that I'm at blowout yet. I still think the Clippers, even without Paul George, are pretty good. But like I, I do, I would pick the Lakers right now um, yeah. in this game. Uh, I, I think that either way, like almost no matter what happens, as long as it's not like a blowout Clippers win, um, this is going to be an incredible night for the site, for our, uh, for the Lakers fans, for everyone involved in this community. Yeah. Uh, like, like what better way to start off the season than like beating the crap out of the team that the guy, like that the star on that team chose over your team. Um, and like in your city, little brother, (laughs) yeah, the whole thing, like this is, this was amazing scheduling by the NBA, uh, you know, for like, uh, no matter, almost no matter which way it goes, like, it just won't be amazing for Lakers fans if it goes the other way. (laughs) All right. I'm stoked, man. We have basketball back. I know it finally counts. I I like, I I know I sounded a little bit dour in my own personal complaining about my job at the beginning of the show, but I just want to reemphasize. I am very excited for basketball to be back and for it to matter again. I am just also more excited for Friday's game when there will not be 400 or 399 other people in attendance. (laughs) 
There's only going to be one media member in my living room today. No, if they flash Avery, the Taylor so. Swift banner tonight, guys, look for me because I'm convinced that I'm going to be hung up by a bungee cord up there. <laughs> and that's how they found seats for me. I don't I have no idea. Like, maybe I'll be stationed on top of the shot clock with my laptop just typing crisscross. Like, could you just imagine? I could just imagine. Do you like heights? No, no. <laughs> Not You're at all. Like that. You're gonna be like that uh, Denver Nuggets mascot, Rocky. Who... <laughs> <laughs> They're just gonna lower me from the ceiling at the end of the game. Oh, we lost Fagan. Yeah. Can we get Fagan a chair? <laughs> yeah. Somebody just get him some smelling salts. Uh, just hit him next to Balmer. Uh, so he's he just basically like until a, you wake up. Yeah. He's like a human smelling salt. Human defibrillator. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enjoy this, everybody. This is fun. We, 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 we've waited, what, months for this tonight, for this moment tonight and, and this entire season. We have waited years for this season. This is the culmination of the rebuild and, and trusting youth and then saying, F you, youth, you suck, and getting rid of them <laughs> and, and landing – uh, LeBron and James. dealing with all the magic nonsense yes, and like all everything. of this stuff, like this is your reward. This is what you get for having to put for, put up with the last what five, six years. Yeah, five. Yeah, yeah that's like six years, maybe even seven. Yeah, maybe like 2012 was the Dwight Mayor, right? Yeah. So really, seven. Like yeah, like eight, nine. <laughs> so enjoy this. This is this is gonna be fun. I felt before, like it was before we log off. I, I have one question for you. Since okay. you have so thoroughly jinxed this, what are you going to do if uh, the Lakers lose? Like I think I think at this point you have to put some skin in the game because you're calling blowout. I'm not. I'm saying they'll win handily, not blowout. Yeah, that's a blowout in my in my. It's like like seven to ten points is what I would okay. say that they're gonna win by. Um, what will I do? Maybe some kind of an avatar bet. No, I think that we should bring back the I should get to send a tweet from your account if uh if they don't <laughs> blow the clippers out. Not even if they don't win, just All if right, they fine. don't blow them out. Fine. That's fine. All right. We'll do that. If I'm right, I get to send one from yours though. Ooh. No, because I'm not gonna bet against that. Everyone's gonna hate me. No. If no. they it... <laughs> Everyone's gonna hate me. 